Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowing.com. This week, we're on a break, so there's not going to be the normal cannabis news that comes out on a Monday. And I didn't want to just have no episodes go out this week because, you know, I'd like to send content out for all of you to listen to. So it's just going to be interviews this week. So uh, today, we've got Ellen Holland, who is the author of a book called Weed, The Connoisseur's Guide to Cannabis. Uh, real cool chick. We talk about loads of stuff. She's good friends with Ed Rosenthal. She's a writer in different magazines. We talk about home grow. You know, the standard stuff we talk about. It's just a conversation between friends, if you like. Yeah, so please check out Ellen's book. You can find it on all the good bookstores or on Amazon, of course. Like You can find everything. You can find everything on Amazon. But check out the book. Uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. And we'll be back on Wednesday with Steve D'Angelo. It's going to be uh, Wednesday's interview. So stay tuned for that. We talk more about mushrooms and things. So it's going to be very interesting, very cool. But for now, this is Ellen Holland. Hope you enjoy. Hello, Ellen. Oh, I'm good. I'm very good now that you've joined us. It, it relieves my anxiety quite a bit when the guest arrives, you know. <laughs> I fully understand how that is. <laughs> so just quickly introduce myself. I am Mackie from the UK, and we also have with us today, we've got Monkey. You want to say hi, Monkey? Hey, Ellen. How's it going? I'm, I'm here in the Southeast US. Hi, good. Hi. And you are Ellen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you want to introduce yourself for, for the listeners and stuff before we carry on? Oh, sure. I'm Ellen Holland. I, I wrote a book called uh, Weed, the Connoisseur's Guide to Cannabis. Indeed. And that's why you're here to talk about this, this lovely book. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, Ed Rosenthal share. We've, we've had Ed on the show a couple of times. Ed Rosenthal oh, yeah. shared a tweet with, uh, with your book in it. And I saw the pictures of it and I was like, wow, that is a very impressive book. Looks very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've had a lot of opportunities to work with Ed in the past. And um, he's just a really fun uh, character who's you know always learning more and experimenting with his projects and mm-hmm. um, you know just uh, <laughs> always going forward with new things so it's really um, fun to work with Ed. You've known him for a while have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah we used to be neighbors. We oh hang cool out really? Time. No yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I like didn't want to go to work too early and I'd show up at his house and smoke weed and be like oh I'm sorry I was having a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> So you've, uh, you were an editor on one of his books in the past as well. Yeah, I, I worked with him on uh, the Big Book of Buds series on the Big Book of Buds Greatest Hits. And then we also worked together on uh, This Buds for You, which was, um, those are his uh, strain-based books that he works with um, breeders and gets all the information for their new cultivars and then um, puts it in a book. And so it's really fun. It's the most direct information you can get um straight from the breeders to know about the the new flavors they are creating cool and he helped you with your book as well i assume um i talked yeah i did talk to him about the book yeah i interviewed him for the book mm-hmm. oh cool yeah Ooh, I, I haven't read it yet it only came out in november 2021 right yeah just it had a bit of a delay so it came out in december okay just yeah. a, a few yeah, uh, bumps I- in the road 
Mm -hmm. uh, you did talk to Ed recently, right? And, and, and he just released the Cannabis Growers Handbook, the huge... Mm. Um, I have a signed copy. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yes. Very it's nice book. Very nice. In the green pen. He always uses a green pen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I worked with him on the terpenes chapter of that book, um, as well as um, some other parts of the editing. So that was really fun. Awesome. Yeah. So you've been doing this whole cannabis writing thing for a while then? Yes, I was a, a, an editor of Cannabis Now magazine uh, for about seven years. Oh. Do you smoke cannabis as well? You're a cannabis user, I suppose? Uh, of course. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, the title yeah, of that feel, on the book, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like cannabis really balances me. And it was interesting for me uh, when I got the job at, at, at the magazine, working as an editor of the magazine, because... It was something in my life that I wasn't necessarily telling everyone about, you know, mm -hmm. but it was just something that I enjoyed. And then once you have a job like that, um, that's probably going to be one of the first questions that people ask you. So it made me really open towards, uh, you know, my enjoyment of cannabis with everyone around me, including, you know, my my mom, my friends, my family, everyone. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it's it's one of the first questions that people ask you, you know, hey, what, what, what do you do? You know, so mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. it is. <laughs> you know, I write books about cannabis. <laughs> right. And this is in California, right? Because you're from California. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been legal there. Well, sort of legal for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. Is, do you suffer any stigma being a cannabis writer? Um, no, I don't think so. I haven't so, I haven't found that. You know, every once in a while you get in a conversation with someone who just doesn't want to continue that conversation after you say that. Right, That's really. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like they need to smoke a little bit themselves. Right. How about you? What are things going on in the UK? How are you doing with um, cannabis there? Well, not good, really. Yeah. Our government's crooked, just like anybody else's government, you know. Right. And they, we have legalization for medical use since 2018, but it's difficult yeah. to get hold of any medicine. You have to get a special yeah. prescription. And we interviewed a guy just last week who, even though he's a legal medical user of cannabis in the UK, with all the paperwork, the police still took the medicine from him. Uh, oh, man. And yeah. confiscated it. He's got it back now, but he still had to go for a couple of weeks without having any medicine. Right. That's wild. Yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. I don't think we're going to be making any moves anytime soon, but we will mm. get to legalization full legislation eventually. Whether home grow is involved in that or not, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, hopefully it is. That's a big component of. Yeah, um, it is for sure. We can't we can't just have it. Everybody buying it all the time. You have to be able to grow your own. It seems only right. fair. Yeah, totally. Do you grow your and, own too? Yeah, I have. I, I grew. Uh, I grew some in the backyard. Um, you know, like I said, being uh, being Ed's neighbor has many benefits. So he actually <laughs> gave me he gave me some clones, and I put some in the backyard and grew out some. Uh, just last year and then I have a my husband has a small grow tent and it's actually in our in our kitchen which is oh. really fun yeah yeah we, we've we seen have, Ed's we back garden as well yeah huh? we've seen Ed's back garden he's took us for a tour with his laptop oh, nice. garden before showing yeah. his plants out there and all that stuff that was super cool it was yeah it's really fun to grow I think that um you know it's relatively easy I think the where it gets complicated is when you have to uh cure it and trim it and make mm. sure all those parts go correctly. Yeah. But if you're just growing it out, you know, go for it. Yeah, it does it itself, really. Just give it the food and the light it needs and it'll be happy. 
right? Mm -hmm. So I was just going to say, sometimes it needs a little structural support too. So it gets a little mm. fuzz get a bit. Of yeah. I yeah. just doing it in um, tomato cages like that, you know? But that's a good thing when it needs some support. It means that the buds are doing well. You know? Right. <laughs> Done <something> right, yes. <laughs> right. So with your new book, the uh, Weed, the the Connoisseur's Guide to Cannabis is what it's called, right? Uh-huh. Uh, how long does it take you to write a book like that? Because it looks pretty extensive. Um, I wrote it over... I got a contract, the publishers got, got in touch with me. They said they were looking for a book about cannabis and the appreciation of cannabis. Because the publisher is um, Quarto and it's also Epic Inc. And Epic Inc. usually does like fan appreciation books. So like, you know, the world of Star Wars or something like that. Right. So in that sense, this is kind of the world of weed, the way that you can appreciate um, the flower. Cool. So I worked on it. Um, it was uh, in uh, 2020, which is a crazy, crazy time. And I uh, worked on it over the course of a few months and then worked with the designer and the editor to put it all together. And over the, uh, the end, it was, a, it was a longer process. But mm -hmm. yeah. Well, just a few months to r r uh, write it, though. That, that must have been a lot yeah. of work every day. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like I said, things had just uh, switched over. We, you know, we were like, in the period of lockdown, um, I was working from my home as opposed to my office. Mm -hmm. uh, we had one day where you know we had so many we had so many fires in California that oh, the yeah. sun didn't yeah. the sun didn't rise on one day, wow. and it was like orange outside. And I was like making up fake Ed Rosenthal like ask Ed questions like. <laughs> Uh, Ed, do I still need to water my plants if the sun doesn't rise? <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to push through this. It was also the harvest period. Um, so I was trying to get in touch with growers and everyone to, you know, get them participating in the book. And I was like, wow, this is a, this is a challenge, but put it all together. Um, luckily I had a lot of friends and connections from working in the cannabis industry for so long that, um, I was able to, to know who to, who was right talk to and pinpoint it mm. so you've done a lot of editing and stuff is this the first book you've written yes this is the first book i've written wow so it seems to be a very nice one as well you've done a great job on it thank from, you from what i've seen anyway i haven't read it yet so <laughs> i will i will eventually i'll get i'll get a copy and uh and i'll have a read of it but the yeah, the whole overall look of it caught my attention because it looks so nice it looks so well presented Thank you. Yes, I, I, I think that that is, is true. It's a big um, coffee table book um, that has a lot of amazing photographs. We worked with a photographer who I worked with in the past. Her name is Christian Angelo. Um, she's based in Washington and uh, her Instagram handle is a pot farmer's daughter. And I feel, feel like she just takes such amazing shots of uh, generally like the outdoor farms that she's visiting. Mm -hmm. uh, we also worked with a photographer a candid Kush. His name is Chris Romain. And he is someone here in California that um, he's been taking incredibly like those, those shots where you zoom in, like you take, you know, 80, 80 shots and then mm. zoom all in super close to the plan. And he's doing these spin shots as well. Oh, where they're, they're amazing. Them videos are, I love those. <laughs> I still got to go to a farm with him, uh, Moongazer Farms and watch him, you know, cut off the giant cola and bring it into the studio space, which was just like a shed, and put on the put the giant butt up and start spinning it around. You know, and I was like, wow, this nice. is really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his his photos are in the book. We went together to uh, Moongazer Farms, which is an amazing farm in Mendocino, um, which I really uh, 
love their their work that they're doing and their uh, strings are amazing and yeah so I think the the photos are incredible and it's the book itself is is kind of a two-parter the the first part is what it is is exploring the the scents and the flavors of cannabis which are the terpene uh, mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. Um, and in that section I went off of uh, Kevin Jodry, he runs, uh, he used to run a, a competition here called the Golden Tarp Awards, which was a light depth competition. But now he's doing all the R&D for like the cookies fam and all this stuff. And he's just like an, an extremely, uh, incredibly good expert and a, a really uh, thoughtful person to speak to. And he came up with a concept of exploring cannabis flavors by putting them in the categories of uh, fruit floral, fuel, and earth. Mm, and nice. I, yeah. so, what I, so what I did was take those categories and then work my way back through um, the genetics to the originals, uh, the, this, the cultivar families um, that are in those categories so that you have a basic understanding of the pot palette. And then mm-hmm. you, from there, you can like go forward as to what, what, what works best for you. The and then the second palette. half of Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then, then the second half of the book is is uh, just ways that you can appreciate cannabis, all the different ways. So there's, um, you know, cocktail pairings, uh, there's uh, ganja yoga, there's uh, even like uh, yoga, uh, sorry, cannabis sound baths, incorporating that into like the spiritual sense of what cannabis can be. Um, there's a part about social consumption spaces, which is something that's really important to me. Mm. Um, being here in California, I did have the opportunity to um, hang out with uh, Dennis Barone, um, who is, uh, you know, the medical marijuana, uh, like he worked in California in 1996 to get uh, Prop 215 uh, going and uh, had his own like, social consumption space in California uh, where people would go in the in the height of the AIDS crisis, and they would go and they would be able to buy weed and have community there. And Dennis was just an incredible figure in our space. He has a he had a spot in San Francisco called the Castro Castle. You guys would love it. It's like amazing. Like you can tell from the outside that it's that it's the Castro Castle. It's all <laughs> rainbowed and purple. And then like seriously, you'd show up and people. It wasn't just me. Anyone would come out and say, "I'm a friend of Dennis," and they'd say, "Okay, come inside." And it was just like amazing he had a, a miniature golden gate bridge in the backyard he's always nice. growing weed like and one time i you know i showed up actually this is the anniversary i i showed up on 215 because it was the top 215 which is today it's uh, february 15th and i shows up i show up at his house and he's just chilling and i was like hey do you know what day it is and he's like oh the day after valentine's day <laughs> no it's 215 and then he like got all excited and uh, we, we hung out all day and he told me his whole story. We did a tour of the house and, you know, he told me that he, he came to San Francisco to find love and he ended up changing the world because they were just so terrible towards uh, his, his partner at the time and, and AIDS patients in general. Um, right. Okay. And so, yeah, Dennis is amazing. So he's in the book as well as, as the social consumption spaces. So they don't have many uh, social consumption lounges in California, do they? Oh man, we do. And oh, I right. wish you guys you should come. But they've been um closed due to the to the COVID, right? So things got really weird with the COVID times, but it looks like they're about to reopen. But there is fully like in San Francisco, you could do a dispensary crawl where you can go to Sweet. different you can go to different lounges and they have different themes and different environments, right? Ooh. So there might 
my first one that I really loved was it's called spark and they, you know, it was really sleek and they have free tea and they have volcano vaporizers on the table. And, uh, you know, you, you smoke that way. And it's really fun. It's just a great place to congregate and have activities that are like outside of a, you know, drinking kind of situation. Mm-hmm. There was another one called the green door, which was more like a sports lounge and it has all kinds of TVs and your games on and, like, uh, action stuff. <laughs> There's oh, one man. called the Barbary Coast, which is like dressed up all like, uh, you know, the olden times in San Francisco, all classic. <laughs> um, it has beautiful tables and booths, and you know, like amazing uh, like decorations. And then they and they actually have a really interesting thing where they would rent you all the equipment. So it's like more than just regular bongs. They would have like all the fancy stuff. Like I tried that student glass thing did you guys ever see that student glass yeah it's just like a it's like a gravity bong but like a really fancy one that uh seth rogan was seen using one time yeah 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 i think what you mean yeah so i got to try that out there so it's kind of fun in the sense you get to try out new equipment and stuff that you might not necessarily have access to Mm. um here in oakland we used to have uh oaksterdam of course had an amazing lounge, especially for their uh, student population, which was really funny. They used to do movies on Monday night and, and show up and, you know, hit the dab rig and have awesome. a great time. So, yeah. So it looks like uh, even though the lounges have been closing, there is indication that they're, they, they will open again. So definitely uh, there's, there's a lot of cool spots to go that are consumption wise in California. So I think that's, that's important. And it's, and it's really, it's just super fun. No, oh, for sure. The, the whole consumption lounges, it's uh, it's an important part of cannabis growing and cannabis right. using. Cannabis culture, for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this right. it's one thing that I want to be legalized in the UK for. Everything else, it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I grow my own weed, so I don't have problems getting it. And sure, uh-huh. my door could be kicked off, but I'm very discreet about it. Nobody knows about it. And right. even if it was legalized, I'll continue to grow my own and smoke my own. But I'd like to go somewhere where I can relax with my friends. And just yeah. enjoy a smoke. We don't have that opportunity very much because there's no way we can do that in the UK. Mm-hmm. Right. It's an important part of the culture, I think. I think you might have some secret clubs. Like oh, I was trying yeah, to we do, but, but it's, it's dodgy, <laughs> isn't it? It's dodgy. Okay. It's still illegal <laughs> in the UK. I don't want anybody like following me home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You've always yeah. got to be extra cautious, isn't it? Because it's still a legacy market over here. Mm. Yeah. I feel like uh, my first experiences with the with the cannabis consumption space, I would I did the opportunity to go to Amsterdam, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah, but that's and, it. I've been there a couple of times, and they have the coffee shops, and it's just great. I like that atmosphere, you know. Yeah, it's fun to see how they do different themes. You know, it's just like this one's the, the the Betty Boop theme was the first one I went into, and had like Betty Boop all in on the joints, you know, <laughs> patterned out and everything. It was super fun. Yeah, man, it's a great place. Have you been there recently? No, I haven't. It's been a while. Well, at that... least two years, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but now it seems like Spain is the place where the, the culture clubs are popping off the, the mm. social smoke. Like, Spain is out of control. Yeah, Barcelona, uh, yeah. Great, great, great. So that would be really fun. I know that um, they were doing Spanibus, and there's a, a international cannabis business convention coming up. Um, people go to Spain from California often to to go kick it and hang out in the clubs. And it seems like it's, it's a scene over there. Are you going to go? 
I haven't been. I know I'm not having plans, but I hope to someday. That's mm. like the next weed destination for me, you know? Yeah, it's same for me, I think. I was on Amsterdam. Oh, by the way, this is California. I'd love to get into California, but it's what? a oh, long yeah. way away from the UK. Seriously. Have you been to Jamaica? No, no, I haven't been there either. Mm. Jamaica's pretty cool too. But so, I haven't been there since they, you know, got more more legalized there. So I don't know. It's it's changed for sure. But it seems to be opening up all around the world. It just, you know, it's happening slowly in many places. But it, at least we're taking steps forward. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. I think that there's, you know, it's only a matter of time. They can try to stop it as much as they want to. I think what's really important now is the details of how it goes yeah. um, legal in different places because it, it's it's getting manipulated in weird ways. Um, in California, particularly, uh, when we legalized it, it was like, you know, we had to, it was great. We, and we, we pushed forward a lot of uh, different uh, states doing it and, and changed the conversation. But for the people who are here in California, the, the legacy businesses, um, the, the licensing and the taxes and everything, it just made it like almost a complete extinction event. Like the people mm-hmm. that I knew five years ago in cannabis are not the same people anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird to see, and it's it's something that I focus on in my book is kind of uh, looking at the people, the legacy farmers, those who are in Mendocino and Humboldt and things like that, who have grown cannabis um, for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, preserving some part of that culture as well, so we don't just get stuck in this um, race to the bottom. Right, right. It seems like a lot of people are trying to do that right now. Just the prices are getting lower and lower. Right, right. But I mean, for the consumer, it doesn't feel like they're getting lower. It feels like, like I, I pay like thirty dollars in tax sometimes. You know, exactly. That's that's, cool. that's the California tax structure, though, isn't it? Right, right. So, what's that about? How is you pay like twenty percent or something? Yeah, it's really, really high. Um. So yeah, it makes it makes it um makes accessing cannabis even harder, and it makes a lot of people want to just say, ah, oh, you know what, forget it. I'm gonna go to the like we're saying, you have the secret clubs. We still have some secret clubs where people <laughs> yeah. go and <laughs> you know get it on the cheap right there. So you know, don't let's cut out the taxes or or grow it yourself. Of course, it's a good option. Yeah. Um, and luckily in California, we did get that um, to grow six plants. Anyone can grow. So Sweet. That's fun. Yeah. But then you gotta, you know, you gotta think about. Uh, I part of the the people that I talked to in the book were these um, growers, and they're also a musical group, and they go their their name is Mendo Dope, and they yes. just grow these monster plants, you know, like, and that's kind of a harkening back to uh, the the plant counts that we have. So if, if I can only grow six plants, well, how big is my plant going to be? You know? Exactly. I'll grow six trees then. Thank six big much. plants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's kind of funny to limit it to a number. You know? mm-hmm. Some of the biggest plants I've seen have been in California. You know, I haven't seen them in real life in pictures and things like that. Them big California bushes. Right. Those are the ones that Mendo Dope grows and they partnered with this grower uh, called a Green Shock, Mark Gray Shock at Green Shock. And um, so I got to go out to those and uh, they are just massive trees, like with the trunk that you feel like, you know, you can put both hands around it. Wow. Um, and they, they work with a lot of uh, trellising and like to hold up the buds. They're just so heavy. Um, it, it's, a, it's an incredible sight to go in, in a field like that uh, mm-hmm. where they're just like, way taller than me. Um, you know, 
Six plants, pounds. 15 pounds per plant. You're still legal. <laughs> right. right. It doesn't matter how much you make it You're not considered uh, making your plants outdoors that big? Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm just a beginner. As a grower, I'm just a beginner. But um, I, what I found, I, I like to smoke the, the sativas leaning, like those kind of strains, mm-hmm. um, which have uh, less chunky buds, right? And I mm-hmm. think they are easier to grow because if you have to grow the ones with the, like a cookies or OGs and um, they have this like humongous buds. The problem mm-hmm. that I found growing here in California is we got like, you get like a late rain or something and then they'll get all moldy or mm-hmm. you'll get a caterpillar inside of them or whatnot. So I found like the, 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 the lighter, like looser buds are easier for me in the sense that I don't have to worry about all those uh, problems, excess, like, because mm. I did grow some and the buds got really big. And then I was like, oh, no. no. Yeah, it's scary. The curse of the uh, the big buds. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, you love, you love seeing them, but it's scary to have them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that's one part that once that's one thing that I learned from Ed and I really appreciate about working with Ed is he doesn't really find weed uh, cannabis like a precious thing. Like mm. if you hang out with him, like there's, it's, he's like, oh yeah, there's some plants like in the front yard, just like growing. He's like, oh yeah, that was, you know. It happens so what's for a cool? while after being a grower. You, you get, you care less about it because you know how easy it is to make it again. Right. And there's going to be more. So mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. can have more fun with it and you don't have to be so worried about it. And you don't have to be like, oh, my whole fortune's on the line or something like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. It doesn't work out with one, you know. Mm. It's a good thing, man. It's, it's good to grow your own if you can. Yeah, for sure. And you're lots of good Ed Rosenthal box out there that will help you do that if you need to. (laughs) (laughs) So with these consumption lads as well, Monkey, because you've been around the USA, gone to different places. Not every state has them, right? None of the states that I went to had open consumption lounges. I think there were some in uh, in Colorado when we were there that you could join, but it was not open to the public kind of things. Mm. Yeah, that's a they were doing like where you pay a membership fee they're getting around it kind of ways right. like that like, right so it's like a know. private club then yeah right but right. denver's been working on it for a long time a ridiculously long time and i think maybe they're finally going to get something but yeah they had but they had a bunch of spots that were like uh when it first got legal there that were really fun one of them was in the back of a it's called grassroots hats and it was like in the back of a hat shop mm-hmm. okay it was so fun <laughs> It was so fun. You go in like there's a bunch of like caps everywhere, and then uh, you go to the back room, and they have all you know fabrics, everything set up. Nice. I smoked with them. Yeah, I was smoking there, and it was it was really fun. And they had uh, yeah different clubs out in Denver, um, but yeah, I think uh, consumption spaces are few and far between. It's too bad. But there's there's stuff going on in New York now, though. Like yeah. even now, secret parties and things like that. Um, yeah. uh, they, so. It's New York coming. did it right. Uh, they, they actually legalized it, said that you can consume cannabis anywhere you can consume cigarettes. So that really does open the door quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, smoking's illegal indoors. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Well, you, you, you can have an outdoor patio and you can smoke there. No problem. I mean, there's ways around these things, Mackie. It's raining, though. You don't look out there. It's cold. You can in put New a cover York. over it. You can, <laughs> hey, Peter's outside, too, man. Look, there's plenty of ways around this stuff. If there's money in it, people will do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you were writing your book, Ellen, is there any particular bit that you enjoyed writing more than others? enjoyed going through the cults of our families and figuring out that i think hmm. that that was it's super fun to to trace them back in that way in these groupings 
Um, I think that uh, it's so interesting with, with cannabis that we have such a huge diversity of different kinds and, mm-hmm. and, the, and then the reasoning behind that, it, like we, it, it only started develop, they started developing strains right in the sixties and the seventies. And it was a combination of people in Amsterdam and people in California, people like Ed Rosenthal um, getting the, the strains out to different places. And now we just have so, so many different kinds and it's, it's fun to try to distill uh, which uh, types fit into like, which ones are really fruity, which ones are uh, really fuely, uh, what the effects might be from that. And then um, through that, through that baseline knowledge to be able to understand the rest of the strains that that come out today. um, I feel like it gets really complicated when people have a lot of proprietary types of cultivars these days, right? And sometimes they don't tell you anything about, you know, what they could be. So Mm -hmm. you really have to use your nose to figure out uh, what, what effects you might get. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily what, you know, like at least sometimes a peanut butter breath. Okay, cool. I'm going to know that it's going to be probably kind of creamy, um, stuff like that, but sometimes you just have no idea. So it's, it's, it's a good way to develop your palate to focus on those, those areas of fruit, uh, the floral, the fuel and the earth. And then, um, by understanding those to be able to smoke everything. (laughs) What is your particular favorite from the palate? You know, like I said, I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of old school. I like, I like trying to find the, the, uh, Landry strains. Mm-hmm. I like trying to find the, the Durbins and, the, and then the, like getting on from the Landry's. I go into like the super silver haze, the super lemon. Nice. I love those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite new strain of, of recent time is the Skittles, um, mm-hmm. which is like, it, it's really sweet and it has like this bergamot, like a uh, Earl Grey taste to it it's just it's like amazing uh, I really love that one I, I like the, I, I tend towards the fruitier types of taste um mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, there's so much gas out there uh, which is mm-hmm. which is great like I, I love all the cookies combinations that are coming out the new gelatos and things like that um but yeah when I when my personal tastes are generally this the the fruitier lighter kind of yeah types. I prefer the fruity ones I, I do like my haze flavor as well Mm-hmm. But, but fruit is definitely my favorite. The original Jack, you know, mm-hmm. Jack Rare. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, Jack. Jack's up there in my top three. I love Jack. Yeah, everybody <laughs> nice. loves some Jack. Yes, uh, yeah, everybody look, and that's why it's still around after so long. Yeah, because people just generally love that shit even now. Yeah. There's yeah. a few haters, but not too many. No, the haters don't I... know what they're talking about. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that Jack is high in terpinoline, which is one of the one of the. Uh, terpenes i can pick out right away it's mm-hmm. like, terpenes, it's like oh yeah this is great sorry uh terpenes a reasonably new thing but what is a complex thing that new growers or new cannabis users don't know about until they look into it but it's an important one and it? it makes a big difference to the whole entourage effect right i think that um as we look forward towards the, the future of what cannabis will be um, it's really going to be a combination of understanding the, 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 the components that make it up. So it's going to be like the, the, the terpenes, uh, the flavonoids, other, other chemical elements that are in there. And then the, and then the combination of cannabinoids. So we're looking at like things mm-hmm. like THC mm-hmm. and THCB and CBD and all those things like that. So the combination of those all together makes it this beautiful symphony of tastes and flavors in cannabis. And mm-hmm. this is just like an incredible synergy of the the plant when it's grown uh, as a plant and not um 
not distilled down to the cannabinoids, just only CBD or only right. THC um, is always going to be more bet is always going to be more medicinal in the sense that that was the way it was intended. That's, that's the way I feel about mm. it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have to agree. When you, when you dissect the plant, you seem to lose what I feel like is the heart of the cannabis. You know, that, right. that, uh, that the sense of the, the sense of the, yeah, the love you feel when, when you smoke it, if you will, you know. Right, right. And you don't, you know, you don't necessarily like, even though CBD is, uh, you know, not, not necessarily the one that gives you the fabulous high, you don't necessarily want to cut it out completely because then you no. might, you know, feel totally anxious because you have way too much THC. <laughs> so it helps with the, with the, a, a good balance of them together. Mm-hmm. I see. There's another good strain called CBD cream and cheese, which is just fucking gorgeous, man. It's okay. Got the same thing. It's a a one one CBD and THC. And it's got a lovely balanced high from there. Nice. Great, great taste as well. Cheesy flavor. Mm-mm-mm. We nice. always know when Mackie's growing that one around Percy's because there's so much gets done on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of energy there. Cool. Yes, uh, what other ones are, what other ones are, are you growing something now uh yeah well i'm growing now i'm growing uh from barney's farm i'm growing four lemon trees and four wedding cake the wedding cake at autos mm-hmm. yeah man and i've just got some uh black sugar or brown sugar i can't remember the name of it but it's from seedsman and I'm just uh that's drying now over there it's nearly dry cool. Cool. delicious very nice yeah. nice yeah, I like that lemon tree. They they put that lemon tree um, uh, with a gelato that made like a really delicious uh, gelinade kind of flavor that we get here. It's like, if you could catch that one, that one's delicious. Sweet. I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. it we grow a lot over at Percy's. Percy's Grow Room is our forum. That, that's uh, the forum that's related to the podcast, which the podcast okay. is high on homegrown. But, uh-huh. and that's what uh, it's all about, you know, being high on your own homegrown and talking to people <laughs> like you, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool. We have a good awesome. time. We've had lots of cool people on the show. Cool. Yeah, you really have. I was impressed. I was like, oh, these are all my friends. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You've probably spoke to Swami and Nikki as well, right? They're up in California. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're in the book as well. Yeah. And I've been out to their grow, um, which yeah. was incredible experience. Uh, nice. They are, uh, they, you know, they live in Mendocino in a place called Turtle Creek. Um, they are just incredibly open people. So mm-hmm. they invite basically anyone to come up and hang out. Um, I came out, we did a, we did a temple dedication, uh, which is like an Indian temple dedication, which was really interesting uh, insight into their lives. And then we explored the gardens with them and Swami smokes gigantic joints. <laughs> yeah. One eighth. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really fun. And, you know, it's just like uh, their 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 philosophies behind the growing the plant are are really uh, in line with my own in the sense that they they like to grow it outdoors. Um, you know, they like they put it in a different um, symbolic formation. Mm-hmm. They're really about the spiritual. Yeah, they have a spiritual uh, connection to the plant. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such cool people. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fabulous, and um, you know it. Swami, uh, one thing that I had this conversation with Swami here in Oakland, um, which is, he told me, you know, we're here at the, this is the home, just say no, right? Where mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in the 80s, they yes, were like, yeah, uh, yeah. And so Swami said, he just said yes. Mm-hmm. And in just saying yes, you know, he was on the New York Times, 
Uh, everyone was coming out to his grow. I think that was really a pivotal moment in California cannabis when we were switching to a more legal uh, marketplace. Uh, everyone was still kind of afraid to, uh, you know, oh, you, people are going to come out, we're going to get robbed or something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or um, So Swami was one of the originals that really invited everyone to come out and see what he was doing. And, and, and in that way, made it not, not like a frightening thing, made it more like an agricultural product, like a plant um, that we shouldn't be afraid of. Yeah, he's got so, some great stories, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Remember he was telling us about how he, he needed to go get something signed for his farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first sat outside and made Mickey go in instead because he was scared to go in there or something. It was hilarious when he told the story. Yeah, to go get his first permits to go yeah. plant the first things. He so, went no, you go in. Station. <laughs> <laughs> right. Guy's funny. I, I like Swami. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. And Nicky, they're both such cool people. It's like the power couple of cannabis. That's what I like. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, you know, they, they've been judging the Emerald Cup for so long, which is a, a big uh, competition here in California, which is where all the farmers come down at, uh, from the hills and mm-hmm. go to uh, bring all their best grows, you know, and uh, it's straight. What's really interesting about that is it's like a, a straight to the farmer connection. You can you walk up to the booth and say, hey, how's it going? And they say, hey, I, I grew this. Why don't you smell it? I grew this. Why don't you smell it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Emerald Cup is really uh one of the best tastemakers in weed in sense of uh, what what they're trying and what they're finding is is the best cannabis in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nikki and Shwami, you know, they do the hard work of sampling hundreds and hundreds of samples <laughs> throughout. Well, somebody has to time. do it. <laughs> right, right. They're so heroes, brave. Exactly. <laughs> taking one for the team. Yes, you take one for the team. Thank you for your for your uh, sacrifice. Hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> so fun and i've gotten an opportunity to judge a few cannabis cups myself i did just a high times one which is really fun where you just cool. go uh, you know go and pick up all the samples and they're in a jar and then they're uh you know you don't know what they are but i did the um indica category of that and then i also did some really fun things with my friend uh jimmy divine he's uh working for la weekly these days you guys should definitely have him on the show he oh. is an incredible oh, right. jimmy divine yes yes and okay, um, down, thank you for, I'm writing it down right now. We did the, <laughs> we did an event um, called the Coachella desert smoke off, mm-hmm. uh, which was at, uh, uh, in LA or sorry, in Palm Springs at about the same time as Coachella, uh, which was incredible. We, he organized so many different samples. We had like celebrities showing up, uh, like at one point Cuba Gooding Jr. show. I was like, is that Cuba no Gooding way. Jr. He smokes? Too high. <laughs> I think he might have been there for the other things. There was definitely drinks and other things going on. Mm-hmm. You don't want to out him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him smoking. But, but I was just saying, it was it was super fun. And so Jimmy, he's planning something else coming up um, in two weeks. It's called the Trans Bay Challenge, cool. and um, it's going to be in San Francisco. And he's got just like incredible connections to all the growers, like the best growers in the mm. world. And um, he just knows all the all the all the people that he should know and brings it all together. So that event is supposed to be really is going to be really fun coming up. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Yeah. It must be so nice out there. I'm going to get out to California one day and see what it's like in person. That, that would be epic. Right. And it, it seems right. like there's so many people there who can just drop by and say hi to. You know, <laughs> it's a big place, sure. there, Mac. It's a huge yeah. place, man. You're going to have oh, to take yeah, a month yeah. to get around, though. You know, is it that big? I mean, it's, it's only one state, right? <laughs> yeah, you'd be fine. You'd be fine just dropping down in the bay and saying hi to Swamp Me or like 
mm-hmm. saying hi to Ed and, you know, visiting some lounges and you get around just like one part. Um, you know, you don't have to go all the way to LA. I'm not sure the scene, the scene is crazy down there, but in, in a different way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a great place, man. Maybe I'd move to California one day. That'd be nice. Cause you see the, oh. the weather's nice as well in places, right? Cause it's, it's a long state. Is it? I don't know. Very long state, yes. <laughs> Very warm on one end and not quite as warm on the other end. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was great for growing cannabis there, you know. Oh, yeah. It. Great for growing a lot of things, cannabis yeah. included. Mild so, climate in general because of the coastline. So what are you doing now? You're back to editing the weed magazine? I'm, I'm doing a lot of freelancing things. I'm working for a, a company called Leafly. I got to write a oh. couple of cool strain-based articles for them. Um, one of the exciting ones that I did was the, the history of haze. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to call um, Arjan in um, Sweet. a seed company in mm-hmm. like Amsterdam. That was super fun. <laughs> I was I've like, oh, I've, I've got I've his phone it. number yeah. right here, everybody. I've got yeah. Arjan's phone number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 made it. So that was really fun. I did the history of haze. And then I also did a story about uh, Blue Dream, uh, which oh, is a strain. Oh, what a strain. Right. Blue Dream got so big that people uh, hate it, you know, but it's still <laughs> but it's still around. And I so I was kind of just trying to discover why no one ever wanted to claim Blue Dream, because it's one of the biggest cultivars out there that just doesn't really have that much of an origin story. It's just like it, it was came up in the medical collectives of Santa Cruz, you know, around uh, 2013. And like that, and no, no, it doesn't have like a, a grower behind it who really wanted to claim it, but it's such a delicious strain that got it's just accessible to so many people i think um the reason that i just got too big in california was all the people realized that that was what's selling and just like too much glut of it mm-hmm. so a lot of growers here are just like no blue dream but i still love it yeah, yeah. super silver really- haze and a blueberry right that's whatever that is yeah you can't go wrong with that exactly what look at that 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 just sounds good <laughs> <laughs> There was just so much of it out there for a while, though, Mackie, that the quality, you never really knew what you were getting. It Everybody was growing it. and It was dumped everywhere. Well, it's like a cheese and star dog in the UK. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Same thing. It'll be just too much of it, so people don't want it now. Mm-hmm. So it just got a bad reputation, but I think it's still, uh, you know, it shows how high it got is that it's still around. I think that the, the mm-hmm. Blue Dream is still, you know, one of the cornerstone strains of that people are smoking. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. delicious so you're going to write some really more fun. books uh yeah potentially yeah i'm working cool. on maybe stuff with that and uh going towards the future yeah nice any ideas yeah. what we're gonna are you just prevent uh just setting it up now you don't got any big ideas oh no i don't, I don't. <laughs> just setting it up. <laughs> one day you just get up and be like i got it i'm gonna do this yeah yeah mm-hmm. cool but i think that um my my things that I love to write about are are the cultivars, are the plant itself. Maybe that's because I work with Ed as long as I have. But I really like people to understand how it grows, um, the different elements of the of the plant. Uh, really emphasize that it is a plant, um, that it is something that there's so many different combinations of it because it, there are male and female properties to it that we can make all these like beautiful expressions of what it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also like to really focus on cannabinoid science and what's going on in there. Um, one person that I've had the pleasure of speaking to is uh, Raphael Machulam, who um, is the uh, person who discovered and elucidated THC. Um, 
Oh, he is still around and willing to talk. <laughs> oh, cool. What was it? So I talked to him for my book. He's the guy who discovered THC. Yeah. THC. Yeah. Oh. Raphael. Machulam. Machulam. Yes. Thank you for another recommendation. Yes. <laughs> you have him on the show. You should have him on the show. He's oh, so I got to talk to him more. about the entourage. He explained the entourage effect to me, you know, personally. Nice. I'm like, wow, nice. this is amazing. We had so, um, Dr. Roger Pertwee on the show, and he was the guy who discovered THCV. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was interesting guys, man. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like what that's what's so incredible in cannabis is that it's 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 the people who are uh, discovering it, the people who are, uh, you know, they, making historical gains right now are the people we can still talk to. They're mm-hmm. around, you know, it's, it's incredible. It is, man. We've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of cool people, people who have been doing this game for such a long time, like Ed. Ed's been in right. this game for such a long time. Right. How long have you, you worked with him for a while, you said? Yeah. I mean, I've probably known him for about like, like, I don't know. It was like a while, like eight years now, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Time is so confusing these days. But Because <laughs> you, you said he's a neighbor of yours as well. Yeah, yeah. Did we yeah. see a neighbor before you worked with him or vice versa? He was, but I didn't know it, you know. All right. right. <laughs> just like, I just yeah. live around the corner from you. No way. Uh, yeah. I've seen you yeah, down yeah. the shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was super cool. I, when I was working at uh, Cannabis Now magazine, um, he uh, has a close relationship with with my friend and fellow editor, Angela Baca. She would also be an incredible person to have on the show. She was one of she's one of the people who's on the on the cover of the Cannabis Growers Handbook as the editor, um, the most recent one. And so she had our, worked on the Cannabis Growers Handbook, the 2010 edition with him. And so she was like, yeah, you want to go over to Ed's house? I was like, yes. <laughs> So you know, now I'm not really feeling up to it right now. You know, right? <laughs> of course, man. Of course, you go in there. Nice. Right. And I, I think that um, you know, Ed's he's 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 getting up there in age, but he can smoke you you know with the best of them. He, he will not stop. You know, and that's that's super cool. That's like yeah. okay, I'm 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 uh, have something to aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a cool guy. When he when he was on the show, well, it wasn't last time. It was the time before that. He bought his own pre rolls. He had his own pre rolls made at this point. And yeah. I, I don't. I think he, he wasn't aware that he could smoke for a while. And he was like, you know, you can feel free to smoke if you like. And then you know, he started smoking, and getting high. Good time. Nice. Good time. Yeah. Know, chatting with Ed Rosenthal. You know what I have right now, which is a super rare uh, cultivar, is Ed Rosenthal Super Bud. Since mm. he it made it, like back in the day, for Ed. And it's uh, it's it's pretty freaking tasty, but it's not wow. something that you find every day. But yeah, I, and that's how I'm, much of a legend he is, you know. The Sensi Seeds—that's yeah. a legendary seed bank. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made it made a strain for him. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. You, so you must have contacted quite a few people when you were writing the book, then. Uh, quite a few cannabis legends. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I said, Raphael Machulam is in the book. Um, I also have Dr. Ethan Russo. Um, who is an incredible uh, uh, cannabis uh, researcher in terms of uh, the entourage and how terpenes work together. Um, Shwami and Nikki are in the book. Um, I have uh, like, yeah, uh, Moon May Farms was also somebody who's um, doing some really incredible stuff. Um, it's a female grower. 
her name is Tina Gordon and she's um, she's just doing doing all the right things in terms of uh, growing her own and uh, getting the message out there about nice delicious delicious weed I'm gonna I now that you said that I'm gonna hit the bong ring do it <laughs> what strain are you putting in there did you say it's a super lemon right now because it's still the morning Ooh, for me oh nice yeah nice bonga super lemon delicious so good to go in. <laughs> just let us know when you're back <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm back i'm sorry <laughs> oh, no, i know don't apologize it's all good this is what we do here <laughs> Uh, I've just got a, a mighty. I vaporize my cannabis nowadays rather than smoke it. Great. I'm 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 really into edibles these days. Hmm. Um, it started at that Coachella uh, Desert Smoke Off because I I got like an in, a, you know a freezer full of edibles <laughs> at a certain point, and um, I I like to take edibles as com- almost like they're a vitamin or something. I take them pretty regularly throughout the day. Um, especially in this pandemic, we, you know, some days got really extreme. So I was like, forget it. We have these like thousand milligram tinctures here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you just take some <laughs> drop, drops you that. You take it all at once, Becky, now. Come on. No, now. no, what no. You do? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, you How take a dropper you? and you, you throw it in your coffee or, or, your, or your tea or whatever you want, you know. Because you're the same, aren't you, mm-hmm. you, you take uh, edibles every day. In uh, yeah, but I'm using an MCT, MCT tincture on mine. But yes, I do okay. that every day. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, and then uh, now I'm into these um, these gummies that are called the uh, space gems, and they have uh, hash in them. And oh, I love nice. I love eating hash. You know why not? So mm-hmm. those are delicious. Think, they're they're about ten milligrams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are really good. Man, you're so lucky. But right. monkey yeah. is still in in a, a place where it's illegal yeah, as well. So prohibition down here. You know, mm. it's one of those things, unfortunately. But sooner or later. Probably later. We'll get there. <laughs> it's going to be the last one. Yeah, the Southeast is just, you know, we're dragging our feet, it seems like. But we'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. I think, I think um, one interesting thing to say about that thousand milligram tincture is I think, which is uh, something that happened in California, I think other states are modeling a little bit, is we have a limit on uh, edibles and they have to be uh, 100 milligrams. This is the highest they can go. Mm-hmm. Right. So the chocolates, the gummies, all that stuff is hundred milligrams, but for some reason or another, it, as long as it looks like more medicine, like it's a tincture or a pill, mm-hmm. you can, it can go, <laughs> it goes up to a thousand. All right. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. I remember buying the tincture in Colorado and in, in the, in the dropper bottle and yeah, and everything else had to be in small single servings packages, but you know, the bottle actually had instructions, put this much in, in your per, per dose and that right. was it. I just got a sample of a of a of a pill that was a hundred milligrams, mm-hmm. and that's usually much higher than I generally would go. But I did a I did a poll on Twitter. My my Twitter is Holland Buds. Um, I did a poll on Twitter uh, asking people like, "Hey, you know, the world's collapsing. It's 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 before <laughs> noon. Should I just eat this hundred milligram pill?" And of course, the internet said yes. Of course, so- they never say no. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, so I explored that and it was like super fun actually. It was high for about like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. I got out to a museum, you know, close to my house. It was like looking at the art, and checked back in, letting people know that I was still okay. <laughs> Thanks for their vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes the edibles make the sunshine a little brighter and the colors a little better and the day a little yeah. nicer. So yeah, I yeah. like that. Not every yeah. day, but on some days, yeah. Right. 
Right. We all need it. We all need a little joy these days. It's just so hard. Mm -hmm. Pandemic, you know. The things are difficult um, nowadays for a lot of people. Right, right. I think so. That's, uh, you know, uh, definitely been a bright spot in my world before the pandemic, but it's definitely helping me get through this, these, these more challenging times to have my, my plant ally with me, my can cannabis, um, to uh, be like able to. The know. life partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, out there in California, do, have you seen more people trying cannabis during the pandemic? Because, well, there's nothing else to do. We might as well. Yes. Yes. So and I think it's so much there. better, but that people are probably drinking a lot more too, right? In the mm, UK yeah. and where you are. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not the way to go. Like, right. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's just a, such a much a better alternative. And well, I will yeah. tell you that um, my mom, she grew up in the Bay area here in like the sixties, but she, kind of got off of cannabis and now she's she's back she's back and that's Sweet. really fun i smoked, smoked with my mom for the first time you know like look <laughs> super cool <laughs> did she know that you were using cannabis until before then or did it did you like she did i mean at the point where i got the when i got the full-time job working mm. for a cannabis magazine <laughs> at that she point i kind of messed up yeah. everything but. it would have been kind of funny if like you found out she was smoking and you, she didn't know oh, about you and you've gone round one day like what's that smell mother <laughs> <laughs> i have friends that that's happened to <laughs> the daughter comes home and the house reeks <laughs> so she uses it medicinally and I wouldn't say my mom's using it medicinally, no. Cool, cool. <laughs> Everybody sweet. uses it medicinally, you know, it changes your attitude, makes the day a yeah, little right, nicer. Right. Mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah, she, she's, she's exploring it and it's really fun to see. Yeah, that's um, cool. Nothing wrong generation. with that. Like, yeah. yeah, my mom having fun with it. Like, that's oh, it, because cool. it's not just a medicine, you know, but you find people in the older generations, if they do use it, usually sure. for medical purposes. But right. it, it can be enjoyed in so many other ways. Right. And she, I mean, she always told me like, if I really need it, please give it to me. And I was like, I, yeah, I'll be here. But <laughs> <laughs> Luckily she got to the enjoyment phase before we got there. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. I'll give my mom small bits for medicine. It, it, just a, right. like one small joint a day that keeps yeah. her happy. It helps her sleep and things like that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it, speaking of cannabis as a medicine, it was a, my, my husband's grandmother wasn't doing very well. And, uh, you know, they already knew, like I said, everyone knew I was working in cannabis. They knew I enjoy cannabis, but I went at one point I, I gave her a, uh, infused blueberries and just kind of like sat on the table and was like, if you, you know, you could have these and if you don't want them, that's fine. And kind of like walked backwards, you know, <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> giving his grandma, <laughs> you know, edibles, but then she turned out, she, she liked them. She had, she had her one blueberry a night, you know, and then she, awesome. she turned into a medical marijuana patient and enjoyed them. And I think that that really helped the quality of her life uh, towards the end. So mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that I could be that bridge that was like, hey, I'll just, I'll give you uh, an edible and, and, you know, get started. I think um, if people are really afraid of cannabis, one another way, that's a really good introduction is cannabis topicals, which I guess mm -hmm. is just, we're, we're so fancy in California that we have things like that. We're just putting it in a... <laughs> A lotion or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does it does um there are endocannabinoid receptors in our skin mm -hmm. um and it doesn't give you the that high buzz but it can give you the the relief in terms of the anti-inflammatory impacts and things like that mm, it's, um, it's a good so, idea as well introducing people through topicals instead because they don't have to take anything then really do they but it's yeah. still cannabis so and right. we, we do have some things like that in the uk but it's a uh, cbd 
CBD is pretty popular. Whether it's got CBD in the actual thing you're using, it'll have a small amount. But you know, it's, it's on the label. It raises awareness. <laughs> That's the important yeah. thing, really. Well, yeah. right now. <laughs> and you're and you're right. I think it's because you don't have to like take it, or some people are afraid of smoking or that, mm. that stigma of like actually doing or and and then I feel like some people because they are afraid of that stigma of smoking, they're like, well, I'll start with edibles, and then their experience is like too crazy because mm-hmm. edibles are obviously a lot stronger because the yeah. cannabinoids are transferred into a different type of cannabinoids once they hit mm-hmm. our liver. Um, so yeah, I start, start with topicals or if you're going to, if you don't want to smoke, you know, you can vape is a, is a really good solution these days. And also mm-hmm. you start with a, like a really small dose of an edible, but you know, make sure you're at home, make sure you're in a comfortable space. I don't want people just like getting all high on the streets and yeah. never coming back to it. You know, that's, that's yep. it. People just get put off by that first experience. You know, many people, you right. smoke right now. I tried it once and it fucked me up, man. Maybe paranoid. So I didn't want right. to do it again. It's like, you just did it wrong. You know, you didn't yeah, have somebody there to guide you through it, which it's important for these new people coming to the, uh, the cannabis. Yeah. It's kind of like, what else did you do? Were you out at the pub and was it crazy? Or did you have some beer? It's it. You yeah. know, did you have Ooh. your friends just trying to freak you out for fun? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think um we've all anyone who's tried edibles is, is gonna have that like has that story about when it went too far you know but mm-hmm. the great thing about edibles and cannabis is that even if it does go too far you know you can just kind of go into it in a in, go into your room and, or a, a comforting space and put some pink floyd um, on right it will pass. And then the other cool thing about, um, you know, knowing more things about the cannabinoid ratios is you can also smoke some CBD to take mm. it down. Yeah. Right? Which is, which sounds insane. You're like, Oh, smoke some more weed. You know, <laughs> I've, I've taken too much weed here. Have some more weed. Have some, have some <laughs> of this weed then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. It works. Mm-hmm. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Having some CBD to balance it out when it gets too much. Yeah. It's crazy so that we've out. all learned in the last 10 years about cannabis as it's become more and more accepted around the place, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think there's so much more to learn. And it's interesting that um, that's a, that's why I think cannabinoid science is such an interesting field right now. So it's all happening in like real time mm-hmm. as we we'll discover different properties of the plant and how it works within our bodies. Um, I just think it's so incredible that we have endocannabinoid receptors within our bodies that are are ready to react to the chemicals um, in this plant but whether or not you're activating them with cannabis you are activating your your endocannabinoid everyone has an endocannabinoid system everyone is um, working within it like the runner's high is one of the things um, that's involved with the endocannabinoid system Mm. the endogenous cannabinoid that we have in our bodies and anandamide um, is something that's in mother's milk yeah and It's also, uh, it, it's also in chocolates, it works with chocolates. Um, so it's, it's, there's different ways to activate your endocannabinoid system um, without cannabis, but it's, it's just so amazing that there is a plant that works with our bodies in that way um, to help us. And I cool. think that cannabis will be the key to understanding um, the medicine in the future. I think mm-hmm. as we drop some of these uh, stigmas and, uh, like legalize it in more places they'll figure out uh just how medicinal it is and and understand how it works yeah, it's like mm. a superfood you know it right. just does so much right what i find amazing is uh, yeah all of that the endocannabinoid system it is still not taught 
to doctors in medical school but he's taught like a small percentage you cover it in half an afternoon or something when it's such a major part of the body yeah yeah so i think once once that starts moving forward and we get uh you know more than just one grow at the university of mississippi exactly um, you know we can test yeah more than one strain of of cannabis to find out what it really does right right we're gonna it's gonna I think it's going to change everything. I mean, it already has for all of us, but I think it will change everything for the world. Um, just less, less it, opioid users. Right, right. It's crazy and the amount it, of people who use it to dull pain. I guess, and that's why, that's why this time is so important because we want to see it grown as a plant and have people have access to it as a plant, um, mm-hmm. as something they can grow in their own gardens um, and not something that's been... Um, commodified to like a pharmaceutical company. And I know the mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies are coming for this. Um, you guys have Epidilex. Epidilex yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that that is in play and that is something that they really want is to potentially limit cannabis to just the properties in cannabis. So THC or CBD, um, and then just give it to us back in a pill form. And so I think that um, part of the cannabis culture and enjoying cannabis and, and, keeping it uh, going like it is going uh, more people across the world is, is really making sure that we keep it in the plant form and don't let the big pharma get That's right. everything from us. Mm-hmm. So. Just trying to make some synthetic version of it. So they put a pattern of it and sell it for $70 a pill. Gross. I know. And they're probably mm-hmm. doing that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to drop, you know? So. Yeah. I don't think it can be like, re-illegalized <laughs> you know for you guys in california they could never Ooh. take that back now do you think that would even be possible i don't know see because right now they're trying to they, there's a lawmaker in california who's trying to make the the growing more than six plants a felony oh that's right i think i've seen this has been in the news over the last couple of weeks and the in california they're concerned about the legacy market having an impact well, just, on the the new yeah, market but- we, we can grow six so we can grow six legally and if you grow seven it's not it's not a felony right yeah. so they're they're trying to right. they're trying to change it and i think that uh, small moves like that could i don't know even 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 settling on six was way less than we had in the medical you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, i don't know there's ways there's ways we have to just be on our game i guess yeah yeah people wouldn't let it happen I mean, there'd be an, there'd be an uproar if if they it would be difficult, away. but you know, Becky, you never say never around here. You know, if, if you get enough radical people and enough radical politicians, yes, it could happen. But let's just say we don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think that part of the problem is that uh, people just assume that, okay, cannabis is legal and now we're past it, right? So there's mm-hmm. no more activism needed maybe necessarily, Yeah. but the yeah. devil's in the details of what it is, right? That's right. So it's yeah. like, that's, that's where it is. It's like, hopefully um, you can, we, can, we still need activism and we still need people paying attention to the little parts of like, how much can we grow and why, why is it limited and um, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. It's still tri- illegal. Yeah. Pebbles mm-hmm. triplet. She, she would, I'm, I'm just going to name all these names. <laughs> she would also be an amazing person to have on the show. She's uh, somebody who was, was that. Sorry. Pebbles uh, triplet. Pebbles. She, yeah. She was involved in a lot of court cases in terms of transporting weed. She was saying, uh, you know, if it's a medicine and I'm allowed to have it, why can't I put it in my, car and take it to another location so she she fought for a lot of those rights i think it's a complex complex issue but you know we need to make sure that you know we also have the ability to you know move around and stuff 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just stupid restrictions put on it everywhere. I don't think anywhere it really has a good, you know, just like yeah, it's it's legalized now. Treat it as if it's uh, like alcohol, for example. I don't well, think anybody Oklahoma has seems to be doing okay. Oklahoma seems like the best place, doesn't it? And Isn't that crazy? People in the USA seem to be shocked by that. Well, part of that is is because of the access, because they didn't limit it to you know so many licenses. They opened mm-hmm. it up and said you know go ahead and let it be um, more open in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. Here we have so few. I feel like in Oakland, this is a, a huge population where I, where I live, and there's probably the clubs are opening up, but there's maybe like ten or so. You know, so mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like people like it. Yeah. Oh, is that San Francisco as well? You from right? Yeah, San Francisco has has its own. I don't know how many clubs there's. Probably like twenty in San Francisco. Mm. Yeah. It must be so nice. One day we can dream. Yeah. <laughs> It will get there eventually. There's no doubt that they have to at some point. But I think we're, we'll see Europe, a lot more places in Europe legalizing before it happens in the UK, I think. Well, that's starting to happen already. I mean, we've got Italy and Germany and, you know, other countries now are starting to turn as well. And Yeah. Great. It's crazy how it's taken so long. But yeah, we have problems with the, the medical industry over here because we've got the NHS, which is a social health care. Mm-hmm. So we essentially don't pay for our medicine. You pay a small amount on the prescriptions for you know, uh-huh. operations that's... and things like that. You don't have to pay for. Well, they're paid for by taxes. Right. That's and that's a positive. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But there's some kids from the UK who use uh, because we it was made legal for medical use in 2018. Yeah. And there's some yeah. children who use it for epilepsy. Was but, it Archie and um, what's the other? Uh, Al- Alfie, Alfie Dingle, Alfie, Alfie yeah, yeah. And, ben. Uh, and Ben, boisterous Ben, and yeah, as um, Bailey as well, a kid called Bailey. There's mm-hmm. quite a few, yeah. And it, it's it's too bad that the, the that the kids who need the medicine the most have to be the faces of, of, mm-hmm. of legalizing mm-hmm. it. But and the worst uh, thing is they're still paying for the medicine that they have to pay. Like instead of getting it from the NHS, they have to pay thousands of pounds every month for this medicine. What? Yeah. Oh, because they don't put it in the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah. a rigged system. It's a shock. I mean, it's legal for medical use, but it's just like they've given you a little taste of the cake to shut you up a little bit for a while. Oh. Now we're here four years later and people are still having difficulty getting access to cannabis for medicine. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so clear that it works mm-hmm. in terms of medicine for seizure disorders and epilepsy. And but all we need things. more studies apparently. Right. Well, I mean, we know it works. <laughs> yeah. We don't know why exactly the exact ratio of how um, or, but we know what it does. So it's, it's crazy. The rules are, that we're still under here. But again, I think they'll change eventually. Hopefully. Yeah. We have, yeah, uh, we, gotta, we have to know what, what's London's loudest up there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a place in Liverpool uh, called the Chilling yeah. Rooms, which is, uh, like the UK's first coffee shop, but the, it's been closed down many times. Yeah. But the uh, the ho- the guy who owns the place, Gary Yowd, he just keeps reopening it, and every time he gets arrested and the place gets shut down, when he gets back yeah. out, he reopens it again. Uh, That's awesome. It's a legend. So th- there's people fighting the battle. It will happen eventually. Not yeah, that. yeah. That's the kind of thing to, that happened in California. Exactly that. You know mm-hmm. that they got shut down and opened again and made it you know more of a a, a of a policy issue and people started finally I don't, finally coming around. I don't know. Or making some noise. People have to listen after a while. Mm. Make right. loud enough noise. Right, right, right. So, so many cannabis users in the UK as well. Loads of adults use it. 
Yeah, I mean, I lived in I lived in Ireland for a year uh, when I was in college, and it was crazy because I didn't. I like I got cannabis like one time, and it was amazing. And I, you know, the grass looks so much greener, and <laughs> it was like. <laughs> I was like, this is so fun, but I ended up drinking so, so much more. And mm. I, it wasn't, it wasn't very healthy for me to not be in an environment with an access to cannabis. And I yeah. kind of decided at that point, like, no, I don't, I don't think I can do that. I'm just going to stick in places where it's available to me. That's now, I'm super, now I'm super spoiled because I used to like order ounces delivery to my office. In- wow. <laughs> shit. To your office as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Well, well, you know, I work in a weed magazine. This is going to be cool. So nice. We, we were in a um, we were in a regular office in downtown Berkeley, and I, we were on the twelfth floor. I always like to say it was the highest place wow. in Berkeley, um, but you know, the, the publisher it was a small, just like regular office, and there was like a and business people next to us, just normal, you know, straight jobs and things like that. And he would be like publisher was like don't smoke in here and we'd be like all right and then <laughs> <laughs> blowing it out the window <laughs> it was super fun no, i'm not going down all them stairs just for a quick smoke <laughs> no no sometimes sometimes we did we, we right when we legalized it we were like all right cool we're gonna go um jimmy <laughs> jimmy divine worked for us and he uh was like he always rolls up uh blunts yeah, and we were like all right we're gonna go smoke oh, these yeah. blunts on the streets and uh, we smoked next to so close to a cafe. They were like, excuse me, the smoke is coming through the window. Can you move to the other side of the street? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to be able to do those things, smoke in public and stuff. I mean, there's people in the UK who do it, but it's risky. You can get arrested. Yeah. You, can get, yeah. you can get your weed taken off. You might uh, no, be able to yeah. come back and search my house and they'd find a couple of grow tents there. And inside oh, yeah. those grow tents will be a few plants. <laughs> you never want that happening. You know? No. Behave yourself. That's it. Just just stay home and smoke weed. Yeah, we're we're to the point here where you know, people just like go, oh, it smells good when you sit here on the street. It's technically not legal, but I haven't seen anyone. It's like a $75 fine or something. I'd be surprised if someone mm-hmm. tried to I just make a story out of it if someone if I ever got a ticket and be like, wow, okay, thank you for this material. Nice. <laughs> do you do you write every day then? Um, I'm writing generally a lot. I'm doing a. I'm working with Ed still. I'm doing his uh, newsletter and um, working on articles. I just started working on a new magazine, um, a psychedelia magazine. Cool. That's the evolution of uh, the plant conversation um, in, in California and beyond. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm working on. I worked on a story about uh, this company called Personal Plants. And they give it, they're doing grow kits of um, medicine, uh, plants that have psychedelics in them mm-hmm. and things that I see in my neighborhood that I wouldn't necessarily have known. Like there's these ice plants and um, morning glories and uh, yeah, different things that I was pretty surprised at. Oh, another thing I'll tell you just because, uh, you know, we're talking on this podcast and I want people in the world to know is um, there is a church of mushrooms here in oakland california as Whoa. well <laughs> yes fuck's sake man i am so i am in the wrong place man this is not fair. i'm sick of this shit i'm getting on the plane fuck it i'm i'm, I'm selling everything i'm leaving it's ridiculously close to my house so you know how to stop by of course yeah. of course you have to <laughs> 
It's, it's crazy. Kind of Sorry. It's 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 it. It reminds me of the olden days of uh, marijuana here in California, which is probably like something similar to you get in the UK. Is the sense that it's like a little bit rougher, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, kind of weirder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they uh, they have them in big bins and measure them out, um, weigh them out by the weight. In California, a lot of things now are just prepackaged and sealed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in this in this mur- mushroom church, they are they're still doing it the old way. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Seems to be yeah, an evolution of from cannabis to mushrooms. It seems to be an evolution kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like when we realized that plants were okay, then the plants can potentially help us. I think that's when we started to like. So what else Oakland, have they been lying to us about? <laughs> <laughs> Oakland and Oakland and Cal- in 2019 decriminalized um, we're the ethnogenic ethno ethnogenic plant. No way. Um, yeah, so it's decriminalized. So you know, even though this this uh, mushroom church has invested in the past it's the situation where it is like that that guy in liverpool it just reopened you know came back and mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see and what is it what i think is crazy is now it's like in the sense of uh the early days of pre-cannabis and stuff like that now there's um at the church they were like well, okay you're you're it's your first time so you get a free gift and uh do you want an edible yeah and they gave me an edible and it's all like it has you know a label and it was company name and it looks all fancy and i was like wow okay wow it's a different planet to what we're living over here okay. and i suppose for you as well monkey it's just like a different planet for you and you're in the same country uh, not not quite as different as you Mackie, but yeah and mushrooms in the uk are a class a drug which i think it, it essentially has to schedule one for you guys in the usa yeah, correct. And they're like, if you're found with them, it's it's pretty much being found with heroin, cocaine. It's on that, that kind of level. LSD. Yeah. And it's like, there's some fucking bush. It's a mushroom. What the? F-? Man. It's crazy shit. Just the difference. One, you know, we should be governed by the same laws. If you're doing something wrong, you're doing something wrong no matter where you are. It's crazy how the, the rules differ like this, man. Yeah, it's too bad. I know. I feel crazy just being like, yeah, and over here we have a church of yeah, mushrooms. You know, just rubbing no the salt in. <laughs> there you go, Mackie. How's that? She <laughs> actually loves it, Mackie. That's the way it is, you know. Let me tell about the mushroom church next. That's it. <laughs> Dude, it's like open from like nine to nine. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> anytime you feel like it, right? Yeah. That's just so cool. High. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 great to see that you know, to see um, different groups here um, pushing towards um, legalizing other plants and um, yeah, that's, that's been the evolution of um, things that I'm writing about at the moment. So awesome. it's been fun. So where yeah, can our and, listeners go to find the stuff you write? There's plenty of articles on Leafly, I suppose. Yeah, uh, my 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 Instagram and my Twitter is Holland Buds. My last name is Ellen Holland. So mm-hmm. I figured. Uh, with the Holland buds, it's, it's a good hearkening back to the, you know, the, the buds that were grown in, in Amsterdam in the beginnings and uh, all the delicious uh, weed we got from there. So where can they find your book? Oh, the book, the book is out there. Uh, oh, good book guide to cannabis. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you guys have something called Waterstone or something like that. Like yeah, yeah. It, Porto Press is actually in the UK. So it should be available. Um, it's on Amazon and stuff like that, but like local bookstores are carrying it and it would be great if people asked about it so it would get more, even more traction, I think. Um, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Billy's just dropped your Instagram there. Hold on, buds. Can you get the, uh, the Twitter there as well, Billy, if you don't mind? 
really seems to be like a young Jamie today. Thank you. Thank you for that, <laughs> young Jamie. <laughs> do, do you uh, do mushrooms yourself? Obviously, you go to the church. Do you take money? Do you, do you go on psychedelic experiences or microdose? I do a little microdosing. Um, yeah, I haven't. I, I, I had a bad experience where I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. <laughs> you know, it's a really incredible aquarium here in, uh, next to the ocean. And I just started realizing, like, wait, all of this is a construct. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's not a good time, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know, there's too many kids. Oh. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm easing my way back into it because it's like it's, it's here, you know, and I might as well you know, try a little bit. Oh, for sure. But, mm-hmm. but mostly, yeah, cannabis mm-hmm. is, my, is my jam, my daily jam. Yeah, man. That's the same yeah. for a lot of our listeners. We just all love weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, even if you're like, my, my best experiences have been uh, on, on on mushrooms have been where, uh, you know, I enhance it with a little weed as well. So. Mm-hmm. No, that, yeah, it goes without saying. Works well together. Yeah. 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 It's like coffee, you know? <laughs> weed also goes great with coffee. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. It goes great with so many things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even a little beer. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And oxygen and air in general. You know? <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah, Please water. water. You know? And food, any food, you know. <laughs> it's the spice of life, isn't it? Is. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But we should let you go then. I know you're probably very busy, Ellen. You're going to be thinking about that next book soon. Maybe do something about mushrooms and psychedelics. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, potentially. I'm getting into it. So, yeah, man. Really That's yeah. If you do, do, don't forget, inspired by Mackie, because I said that sentence there. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 years from now i'll be like you it was you oh, yeah. it was mackie's idea this whole time <laughs> that's it we'll get to meet in person it'll be amazing we'll be on a rooftop somewhere <laughs> yeah that, i'm definitely going to try get out to california you know one day i'll get out there and, and then i'm going to meet up with all you guys man. I'll be, be he'll never go back if he, go, if he comes to california he'll never leave i'll be, I'll be one of those illegals <laughs> 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 well for sure man i'll probably just let the visa run out or something mm-hmm. man i hope i can go there one day that'd be sweet no you better you i feel like you have so many friends now you have all these connections i think more i think i've got more friends in california than i do in england now it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> i might as well yeah. move right yeah, yeah totally. just need to find some family out there then it'll be like well i'm just gonna have to now ain't i That's, that'd be cool <laughs> But yes, yeah. thank you very much for joining us, Alan. It's been a pleasure. Thank we, you. Uh, we will get lots of people to go and check out your book and follow you on Twitter and, and Instagram. Yes, we will. Thank you. I really and, appreciate you reaching out. This has been a great conversation. And after, thanks for coming and talking to us. We always yes. try and do a whole laid back conversation, thinking you know, no different <clears throat> questions and all that. We just get high and we just get high on homegrown and, and talk. And we'll, yeah, <laughs> talk and, and learn about what you're up to. That's, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. But it looks like the book looks great, man. It's really well presented, and the, the cover, the pictures in it, it's it just, it looks like a really solid, well made book, man. Well done. Yeah, it's almost like a, it's almost like a textbook in the presentation wise. So mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's going to help a lot of people uh, see cannabis in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm finding finding serious stoners really like this kind of information. They don't mind reading the book. They want to know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so there's so many different ways that we can appreciate cannabis, and, there, and there's so many different types of cannabis to appreciate. And that's oh, yes. the gist of uh, what's in this book. Uh, we promise to guide to cannabis. Yes, Billy has just dropped, just dropped the Amazon link in the chat there as well. 
Nice. Thank you. Sweet. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to your listeners for everyone listening in, and uh, you know, hope you guys are all smoking and, and growing your own. Incredible. Yeah, it's weed. one of the rules, yeah. You're not allowed in here unless you're smoking. Okay, exactly. good. <laughs> you're not high on homegrown. Homegrown, don't show up. Did you smoke? <laughs> no. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much, Ellen. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Yep. Have a good right, evening. Ellen, thanks Bye. a lot. Stay high. Stay high. Bye now. You too. Bye. Okay. There we go. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please go and check out Ellen's book. If you haven't got that already, find her on Instagram and Twitter and all the other social networks. You search for Ellen Holland and you'll be able to find her. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, we're not going to be doing the normal episodes this week. It's all going to be interviews. We'll have an interview on Wednesday and we'll have an interview on Friday. And then we'll be back on Monday with Cannabis News. Or, of course, if you want to join us live, we'll be there on Sunday night on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash homegrown. It'd be good if you could head over there and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already. But in the meantime, we're going to go carry on relaxing and chilling throughout the week. I hope you all have a good week as well. We'll see you on Wednesday for the interview with Steve D'Angelo. Have a good one. Goodbye.